What's the one thing you need to know about the homes on reality TV? They're just not realistic. Today's idea of reality in TV, media, and culture set up unreal expectations of what a home should be. Realtor.com encourages people to stop letting media define their home buying reality for them because only you know what you really need. Realtor.com comes with all the tools and features you need to find a home that's right for you, whether that be price tracking, school searches, text alerts. It's not about finding a dream home, but a home you can dream in. Find homes for the real of us on Realtor.com. This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. Here at The One Thing, every November, we host our One Thing Couples Goal Setting Retreat. And each year, we hear from people like you in our community that they would love to join us and they love the idea of setting goals with their spouse, but they're just not sure they can get them on board. They're either not a goal setter or they're just not into all the systems or they're actually resistant to the idea of it. And as we continued to hear that story, I wanted to share my own because full disclosure, Before the one thing, I would not have called myself a goal setter. Sure, I was achievement oriented and I was a go-getter, but I didn't have a system and a path to get there. I was more just driven by results and driven by performance. And so my story of coming from not being a goal setter to now really learning the value of the processes and, um, and being able to share it with my partner, Brent, It's been a true journey. So I want to introduce you to Brent Wallace. Hey, everyone. We want to talk through how we figured all this out because like I said, I was not a goal setter and now I am. And Brent, on the other hand, has been an extreme goal setter for most of his adult life. Yeah, I love the power of goals. I love visualizing the future self, the future version of me. I like setting goals in the major categories in health, wealth, relationships, spirituality. So Brent, what was it like when you shared your goal-setting systems with me for the first time? I think you were very overwhelmed. It was a lot to take in. If you walk, if you could visualize walking into an office, having whiteboards with lots of post-its, lots of journals, lots of journaling, and very... Uh, it could be very intimidating. And I know it was very intimidating for Kaylin to kind of walk into this whole system of things. And I think initially part of the resistance was it just felt overwhelming to Kaylin. Absolutely. When I think of my own path and my own journey of success, I never had a system or a way, rules that I had to follow to get there. I just ran really fast and worked really hard. And I think that work ethic was my personal secret weapon versus having a framework or a system that I didn't have to work so hard, I was probably really afraid to let go of just the hard work answer. And so when I think about when Brent kind of... He was introducing it to me with the intent of showing me how his brain worked. And I remember feeling like he was trying to tell me that my way was wrong. I think Kaylin was always living very much in the moment. And I lived very much in the future. And it wasn't until we got a common language that we can combine both of those things where I got a lot more present because I would see Kaylin roll out of bed in the morning and just immediately get to work and start accomplishing things. Where for me, it took me a little bit more warming up, say. And I had to look at what I wrote down the day before to remember 
hey, this is what I'm going after and this is what it was. And so I was very much living in the future. And it wasn't until we came together about goal setting and kind of came up with a common vernacular to agree on, we were always a little bit... What would you say? That we are a little out of focus, unevenly yoked. Yeah, I would just say that we were going the same direction, but on different tracks a little bit. And like just supporting each other along the way as best we could. But when you're on a totally different track and doing things differently, it's very hard to be clear on what your partner needs to achieve the things they want. And it wasn't that we ever thought about it or it wasn't anything that was overtly wrong with our relationship. It was just something that we knew we had different approaches to it. And I know at least for me, it felt like Kaylin would never be the same type of goal setter that I was. And so I just let it lie the way it it did. And same for myself. I knew that I would never be able to tackle it like Brent did. And so it was much more of an awareness that we saw the world differently. We approached the world differently and that was okay. But then fast forward to me joining The One Thing and I'm starting to write my someday goals, my five-year goals, my one-year goals and breaking it down and really zooming out on time. Whereas historically, I had been very in the present and very open to the opportunities that might come across my path versus designing the path to get the things that I wanted. And I started to also realize that maybe, Brent, like I had actually been devaluing your goals by not taking the time to really understand why you had them and what you really wanted to achieve. And I still remember the day that you came home. Kaylin came home one day and it was like she had this aha moment where she's like, I get you now. And it was this moment in our relationship that I'll always remember of this this time that that's really when we started to come together and started to figure out, hey, how do we start setting goals together? And how do we make the future that we want together and, and share that vision, share that future, and then also come up with a path to get there together? And I would say we kind of stumbled through it. It wasn't easy at first. It was uncomfortable, especially for me, because I was trying to do things that I'd never done before. And I was approaching things from a totally different mindset. And same with you, as you, Brent, I do remember that day that I just was like, Hey, Brent, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I couldn't be there with you sooner. I acknowledged the fact that I was probably a little afraid of failure. I was feeling like maybe if we set goals and didn't achieve them, that then that meant that I was a failure or that I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And when we did jump on that path, we kind of stumbled through it, didn't we, Brent? Yeah, it was a learning experience for sure. We, When Kaylin had that aha moment, it was still a lot of work. It wasn't that it just the next day, Kaylin became this goal setter and was doing things, a carbon copy of what I've been doing. It wasn't like that at all. It didn't look like that at all. And still to this day, it doesn't really look the same. How we set goals is not the same. But it wasn't until we came together and did our own couples goal setting retreat that we got this amazing clarity for our goals and our relationship. Yeah. So back up. Let me unpack that. Like, Imagine for a second, I finally realized, hey, goal setting is not just a thing that Brent does. It's something that we can do together. 
we stumble through it. We struggle. We, in some areas, have a lot of alignment. And in some areas, we didn't. And then we facilitated this couple's goal setting retreat for you know 250 people in Austin, Texas. And I thought I understood what it would be like for us. And I watched couples break through really understanding each other in new ways and finding new methods to love and appreciate each other. And yet, when we did our own goal-setting retreat, it, was, it exceeded my expectations beyond what I could have imagined. And I would say even my expectations, I always knew if we could get on the same page and set very clear goals and paths to those goals, it would do a lot of good for a relationship, bring us together as a couple. But it blew my mind as well. Like the the results and the clarity and the closeness that we got from this goal setting retreat that we did, uh, it was it was amazing. Yeah. So we started out. I guess let's break it down. What we did is we took a weekend away because part of the success of a goal setting retreat is getting out of your normal environment because our environment is filled with distractions and ways of doing that are very habit driven. And so when you strip that environment away and choose a new place that's sort of neutral ground where you can get to be together and eliminate the distractions, it actually... It just enhances the experience. Like You have more time to really focus and to get into the work. And the results were pretty transformational. I would say I had expectations for what a goal-setting retreat could do for our relationship and for our life. But it really did far exceed what I could have expected. And I think one of the important things is that we left our normal environment, as Kaylin alluded to before, that we had to get out of our environment and the distractions. And it's very easy to get distracted in your own home environment. Even if you went out to, say, a restaurant or coffee shop that you're used to going to. I think for us, it took getting all the way out of Austin and going to a completely different place that we could have clear heads, we could be prepared with our food, with the time set aside. We knew exactly how much time we had. We had the tools as far as our notebooks, the the program itself. Uh, we, we're just all set up. And so it was very easy to focus and stay on track the whole weekend because it's amazing how fast a whole weekend can get away from you if you're not completely focused and on the same track together. And as we started to evaluate like what we had achieved in the year prior, both of us made some really big changes in that year. And so it was a really good time to look back and reflect on what changes we'd made, what things really just happened that we didn't necessarily have control over, but they showed up in our life and the way that we responded to those things. And together, we looked back and said, wow, that was quite a year that we just had. For me, I got to look back and have a lot of gratitude for all the things in our life that we've been able to build for the friends we've made and for the people that have supported us. But I guess I also want to say it wasn't a walk in the park. Would you say it was a lot of work, Brent? Oh, it was work for sure. It was very committed, purposeful, hard work. I even just remember the we open up the course and we're getting started and we talk about like what is our life look like someday from now, right? So it's this Sunday exercise where we take every area of our life from our spiritual life, our physical health, our personal relationships. And we say, what does extraordinary look like? And we started with our health goals. And I remember 
Brent had some ideas about what he wanted me to do for my health goals. And I burst into tears. And I was just like, whoa, 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 wait, pump the brakes. Hold on. Like These have to be my goals. Like I understand that you want me to be as healthy as possible. But if I can't own these goals, like I'm going to feel like I've already failed. And we had these conversations that we've never had before. And so I got to see a perspective of how Kaylin thought, uh, for instance, her health. And it was just a deeper conversation that we had anticipated. So coming into the weekend, we thought we knew that we'd come away with, you know, we want this, that, and the other thing. But it was how we got to this, that, and the other thing that we became, we became connected on a deeper level because of these conversations of getting to where we wanted to go. We found out things about each other that we previously did not know. When you put on your cologne or perfume every day, do you ever wonder about what's actually in it? It's a question that we've been asking, and it's one of the reasons we're excited to introduce you to Four. They make stunning, non-toxic perfumes and colognes and list all their ingredients online. This way, you can get a good scent made with actual clean ingredients. And the sample process is just plain fun. If you're the type of person who's looking for luxurious scents that are all about good, clean, fun, try Fleur, P-H-L-U-R. First thing you do is you go to their website, fleur.com slash one. That's P-H-L-U-R.com slash O-N-E. And you can check out all their scents. They've got pictures, words, and even a playlist on their site. And then you can actually try them on your own skin to see how they work in your life. Another cool thing is that each scent is gender-free. And one thing that I love is that Fleur is a completely transparent fragrance company. They tell you every ingredient in their perfume and why it's there. For me, I love Ciano. It was the smell of pine and sea that just when I smell it, it makes me think bigger. As a listener of the One Thing podcast, we put together our own Fleur sample set filled with some of our favorite scents. So if you're not quite sure where to start, make sure you check that out by going to fleur.com slash one. That's P-H-L-U-R.com slash O-N-E. Do that today and check out our curated sample set and you can get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. That's P-H-L-U-R.com slash O-N-E to get three Fleur fragrance samples for 20% off. All that's available at fleur.com slash one. If you have a small business or you know someone who does, you probably know that small business owners wear a lot of hats. And some of those hats are totally great. But some, like filing taxes and running payroll, may not be your one thing. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes, so you don't have to worry about that. Plus, it's easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Many of the old school payment providers just weren't built for the way that modern small businesses work. Gusto is. So as we go into the new year, ask the question, should we let somebody else wear some of those hats that maybe I shouldn't be wearing? In this case, Listeners of the One Thing Podcast can get three free months when they run their first payroll. Try a demo and see for yourself at gusto.com slash one. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash O-N-E. Yeah, 
I would say I learned a lot about you and I learned a lot about me. And sometimes when we would have these conversations or we would start to have these conversations in our regular life, they would get too heated or charged in a way that I'd bounce or I'd press the eject button. I'd say that was really, that was starting to get good, but now it got uncomfortable. And I don't want to have this conversation anymore. But in the framework of the goal setting retreat, suddenly we got to push past that uncomfortability and actually uncover things that were the source behind fears or the source behind purpose that were driving these goals that would help us become the people we want to become. And since there's context within the framework of the couple's goal setting retreat, I think that was the key. And before when we'd bring something up about health or wealth or relationships or something that one or the other of us wanted, there was resistance from my part and from Kaylin's part many times about things. And it wasn't until we had this framework that it kind of gave us permission to push past that uncomfortableness and really get to the root of what we wanted. And and it was that was just the most amazing part for me that it was way beyond what I expected. And I expected a lot. Yeah. And I would say, and Brent, tell me what you think about this. I guess you're kind of an expert in all things health and wellness, like nutrition and like moving his body and exercise. He's always been really good at that. And I, on the other hand, have never been very good at taking care of myself. I'm only learning how to do that in the most... Like in the last five years, that's been a goal of mine. While I never set metrics around it, I wanted to make incremental improvements. And what's interesting is that when someone wants something and you're then held accountable to it, that sometimes is when the uncomfortability takes place. And so Brent, when I said, Hey, I want to eat more nutritious food and I want to exercise more, they were things I didn't know how to do. And they were nice to say... But suddenly when I'm asking Brent to hold me accountable to those things, then I got really squirmy and uncomfortable because it was hard. And that's when we made the plan together of of things that we could do together, that we could support each other. Because it wasn't about like Kaylin going and riding mountain bikes like I love to do. It wasn't about that. It was about us coming up with a common source, uh, a common point that we come together on and, and really enjoy together that we could support each other So like you said, we started out this journey on our goal-setting retreat, kind of rocky at first. And then as we started to get in the groove, something pretty incredible happened. We started to get a lot of clarity on what we both wanted and that what was important to us someday from now, from the relationships we wanted to the life that we wanted to live. And also, I learned things that you wanted that I could support you on. Yeah, we came to a new level of clarity on what we are working towards. And it became exponentially more powerful. Like the saying goes one and one, you know, equals together equals 11, right? And that's what it felt like is that it was just so much stronger, so much clearer, is so much stronger of a relationship as a result of these goals because we knew where we were going together. And I just felt like you could see me in a new way. I felt very seen, very heard, very understood. And at the same time, I felt like I got to see and understand you in ways that I had never done before. And that felt so supportive. And even like to share things that I wanted that 
maybe I had never articulated before, but now I've got Brent in my corner in a very like real way. Like we articulated someday goals and we wrote them down and we said, this is what I want someday from now. And this is the woman I want to become. And he said, yeah, I'm down. Anything you need to get there, I'm going to be there to support you. I'm, I'm, I'm carrying on. And for the future, we created a language that we could agree on. So we came up with a new language during this goal setting retreat where we didn't really have this language before. And so by doing this goal setting retreat, we came up with the language that we both agreed on. We both knew what we were talking about when we referred to our goals or what we're doing and for what reason. And so it gave us a whole new foundation for our relationship to talk about things and talk about difficult things and talk about our future and what we want differently. Where it just... Before that, it was always... It felt like more of a struggle and that we weren't on the same page. Even though we're still in our minds, I think we still had the 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 common goal of, yeah, we both want to be healthy or we both want to be wealthy or these things. But it always felt we're just slightly on a different page. And after post-goal-setting retreat, we had a common language. We created this and it felt, for me... And for Kaylin, I believe that we're we're just so on the same page, and so it gave us something that now when we talk about things, we know what we're we know how we're talking about it to each other. Well, you know what's interesting is it's kind of like a language and a map. It's a way to talk to each other. It's a way to know each other, and it's a literal path and map to get where we both want to go. And so sometimes I think that we would have the language without the map. And sometimes we had a map without the language. But together, they, they've just served us. And they've served us this year in an incredible way. So fast forward, at the end of our goal-setting retreat, we had clarity on the goals that we wanted to achieve this year. Brent had his goals. I had my goals. And we had goals as a couple that we shared. And we ranked them in order of priority, like those that were most important to us. And then we fast forwarded five years from now because we had a lot of clarity on what needed to happen five years from now in order for us to be the people that we want to be someday from now. And as the year started to kick off, we started checking off goals pretty quickly. I was, I was pretty astounded by the things that we achieved far faster than we intended. And... What do you think? I mean, well, I feel like having Kaylin on board all of a sudden put gasoline on the fire. I mean, I knew where I was going and I was going to get there no matter what. And having Kaylin on board with such clarity, it was just gasoline on the fire because we've accomplished so many of our five year goals already just within this year. Yeah. And I would say I realized that like a lot of both Brent and I are pretty stubborn and we're going to get done what we want to get done. But when you have someone with you that is helping you there, it's so much harder to give up when things get challenging because somebody is holding you accountable while also cheering you on. So from that, like after our experience, after our amazing kick-ass year, we then are looking back and saying, okay, what are the pro tips that I can share with people that are in a similar situation? One partner is a diehard goal setter and the other is a resistant to the idea of goal setting. And mostly what we've learned is that most people that are resistant to goal setting, they actually never learned how to set goals. So as we approach our next goal setting retreat, 
that Brent and I are going to do our own after we facilitate the one thing couples goal setting retreat in Austin. That I'm extremely looking forward to this year, by the way. Oh, it's so exciting. It really is a special event here in Austin. And getting away and doing our own is also, it's just, it's now, it's, I see the power in it. And so it's something that I, I'm just excited to be more experienced in it. I guess last year we stumbled through it because it was our first time and that's normal. But now I feel kind of ready, prepared, and like we'll be even more productive. Yeah, we'll build off the momentum that we really built last year and, uh, and put more momentum to our goals and, and really add another level of clarity. So as I think about other couples that maybe haven't had their first goal sitting retreat and are trying to figure out where to start or what to do. Brent, what do you think? What like imagine go back in time and you're starting over and you're trying to introduce me to goal setting from the beginning. What would you do differently? Well, I think the biggest takeaway that I know with you is that I pushed a little bit too hard in the beginning. And I would say for all those of you out there that have someone in your life that isn't on that same page of goal setting or future forward is is don't push. So Brent, what's the balance though? Like you don't want to push, but how do you not push them while also not giving up on them joining your world? What I think is really important is to come from a genuine place of curiosity. Asking open-ended questions instead of like, you care about your future, right? And that would be like, yeah, of course I care about my future. But coming with things of encouraging your partner to use their imagination or to really, you know, there's many of you out there that have probably heard about what does your ultimate day look like uh, that could be sustainable. Um, that's a great exercise, I feel. But even that could be too much. I know if in the beginning, if I asked Kaylin, hey, what does your ultimate day look like? Kaylin, would that would be met with resistance for sure. I think sometimes those questions can feel like an interrogation versus curiosity. Like maybe there's an expectation at the end that you wanted me to feel a certain way or want a certain thing. So it was easier for me to say that I didn't want to share or didn't want to go there to protect maybe disappointing you. And I think that brings us to another point here is to start small with your partner. Just think of it as the one inch or the two inch domino you're not trying to push over the Eiffel Tower sized domino here. It's just starting really, really small. Yeah, Brent, I think for you, you were already on a 16 inch domino in terms of your goal setting journey. And I had, hadn't started yet. So it's important to kind of slow down and remember that where your partner is may not be where you are. So you can't drag them to the 16th domino. We've all been there. We've tried to get where we want to be faster than we can. And we've continued to fail. And that's where I think that slowing down and taking a deep breath and starting as small as possible. And if it feels like maybe it's too much, then even go smaller. Yeah. You don't have to start with the marathon. I mean, start with walking around the block. Yeah, exactly. Setting aside time to talk about the future and to talk about the future on purpose is also really important because it's not going to happen over dinner or it's not going to happen in you know the drive to work. Like these are big questions and big conversations that require more than just interjections here and there. So setting aside some t- 
time to say, hey, let's dream for a minute. And not with any outcome intended, but really just to kind of sit in the messy middle. And if someone doesn't know what they want out of their future, to sit in that for a minute. And really don't have an agenda. I know with Kaylin, again, I would have this agenda of like, I have to get her to agree on this one goal that I have. And and it's not about that. It's just about getting to a place of relating how it feels. Um, relating to how we want to get to the places we want to be in our lives. It's not about getting your partner on the same exact page as you as, Hey, I want a Ferrari. No, Kaylin maybe not doesn't want a Ferrari or you know something to that extent. It's not having them be exactly the same as you. It's just appreciating the process together. Like if Kaylin enjoys orange juice and I enjoy apple juice, it's not that I need Kaylin to drink the apple juice. It's that we can share our experience of our favorite beverage together. I think, Brent, for me, one of the other things that I realized is that goal setting was kind of part of your identity. It was how you showed up in the world. And people would look to you for advice on how to achieve things. And for me, I was resistant to the idea of it being part of my identity because I felt like who I was wasn't a goal setter. Who I was was... I I just defined myself differently. As you go about this, you don't have to convert your spouse into someone that they're not. Rather, approach this goal-setting retreat, or even your first conversation about setting goals together, approach it from a place of supporting them as they become the person they strive to be, not the person that you want them to be. Invite them to collaborate with you on planning your future together because they're your most important relationship. And you want to make sure that their dreams are represented and heard in that future. Yeah, absolutely. Brent, thanks for sticking with me when I didn't quite understand what you were trying to share with me. When you were trying to share something with me that was really important to you, I just didn't get it. And I felt like I was being told to be something I'm not, shamed for what I wasn't. And really, you were just trying to show me a part of you that's really important. So thanks for your patience. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. And thanks for dealing with my uh, heavy-handedness at times. And, And yeah, I mean, that's... (laughs) I'm just looking forward to this year and what we can uncover together. Same. So much. All right. Well, thanks. And thanks to everyone out there listening to us. And we really hope that this conversation has helped you as well with really helping uh, set goals as a couple or as a partners or or anything that you'd be might be setting goals with. That's that's, because that's our aim is to help everyone out there. So as we wrap up this conversation... The one thing that I want you to take away is that you don't have to convert your partner into being a goal setter. You don't have to make them become someone they're not. Rather, support them in becoming the person they strive to be. Invite them into your process because you value them and because you want to share your goals with them without expectation that they have goals, without expectation that they even respond to your goals, just because they're your most important relationship, you want to share it with them. And we hope that you have as much success as Brent and I have had. And if you have any questions, just reach out to The One Thing. We're happy to support. We've got so many resources to help you because sometimes the framework is the way to get there together. Thanks. Bye.